0: And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And welcome to episode 229.
1: I know you're not asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even been here in three weeks. Yeah,
0: 229. I had to check just to make sure. Um, of course, Kathy is still out with us. We all send her our, our best, and hopefully, she starts to feel better soon. Um, I check in uh, with uh, Jim every day, make sure everything's going all right. Um, she's sitting in bed, resting and getting what she needs to get done. Um, episode 229. Today's episode is going to be about community building. Um, not only how to bring a community back up, how to make sure to do it correctly. Um, how not to be a douche about it. And, uh, we're going to talk about some of the D and D news that came out this week because they had a big announcement this week. Uh, and I'll go over some of that. John's probably like, I don't remember. So I will have to go off what Gonzo said.
1: I can only talk about three of those four points.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I cannot tell you how not to be a douche about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's
1: outside my skill set.
0: <laughs> before we get let's get through the the business of the podcast. We want to thank Mini Masterworks, of course, for sponsoring us. You can use an awesome code more than dice MMW ten to get ten percent off. Or you can also get that awesome paint shaker that all of us got. Eric John showing it off. Yeah.
1: I'm behind uh, Domi here. Oh no, that's Alex
0: and uh we also want to thank parabellum war games where you can play conquest uh, where they have two versions of it conquest the last army king which is a regimental battle or you can do the first blood 2.0 which is their skirmish version of the game um and they will be at warfare weekend um so you can kind of catch up and check on all of uh we don't think turbo dork um next week we will do a our last turbo dork giveaway um and uh be another gift certificate for $50. Uh, don't forget to check them out, especially if you like mega, uh, metallic paints and color-shifting paints. Uh, they will also be at Warfare Weekend, too. Awesome. Uh, and we got to thank Muse on Minis. Uh, for people that have been asking, Muse is redoing their webpage uh, because Creature Caster is now part of Muse, and uh, they're rebuilding their podcast area. They also had a security breach, um, and so they had to Uh-oh. fix that. Yeah, they had a redirect linking to, like, some pharmacy, you know, site or whatever. And so Other they had farms. to redo that. Yeah. But uh <clears throat> you can go check them out. Of course, we have a discount code for them. Anything you buy there, you can get 10% off. They have some really good Marvel stuff. They also have really good terrain for Warcaster and, like, any type of sci-fi uh, type stuff. They got a really good set. And it's reasonably, reasonably priced. Um. Midnight also, I had Heroes? a
1: bunch of uh, freaking uh, counters, if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, yeah. And then Midnight Heroes. Of course, Muse on Minis is going to be at Warfare Weekend. Big Rock. Yeah. Surprise. shocker. What? Yeah. Uh, Midnight Heroes, uh, which is also great line of paints and also miniatures if you love chibi stuff and has a small skirmish battle game coming out pretty soon i are uh, going to be testing and showing that off at ReaperCon, which will be pretty soon. We also have a discount code for them, too. Big shocker, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> you can check them out. And they also will be at Warfare Weekend, too, which I really can't wait because a lot of people want to see them. Because, like, I buy a ton of stuff from you. It's going to be nice to see you. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, a, it's a partnership, Moe's. Uh, CC has bought into Muse. Uh, and now they're, you know, partnerships up together. So they'll be doing things together now, which is great because, I mean, Cast is an incredible miniature company. Uh, and, you know, these miniatures are amazing. Um, who doesn't like a, you know, a 27-boobed, you know, serpent lady that has like six arms that can kill you, you know, type thing. <laughs> but.
1: I um, don't see that on my checklist, but okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just make great miniatures. And also they're making all the miniatures for uh, Judgment. Uh, which will be coming out pretty soon. 10, not 27. Oh, okay, sorry. 10 boobs, not 27 boobs.
1: He was being hyperbolic. <laughs> um,
0: but also have, they have they're doing the judgment models, and so judgment will be there, and they'll have judgment models ready for everybody. Um, and so they're buying in, and I, I don't know the full logistics. I don't know all the details. I just know that they're working with each other and part of each other now. So be great, because that means Muse could print off, you know, token sets for them or you know different things that they need um i think i got everybody is that everybody
1: i think that's everybody but i mean what do i know
0: you've been gone for like eight years so i mean it can Uh, be a problem
1: feels like i worked eight years
0: (laughs) um yeah i think that's everybody uh also like i said so um if you're looking for our episodes just look for just in whatever rss feed look for more than dice and you'll find us until muse comes back up uh because i've actually started doing a warcaster podcast with the war budgie individual john smith Uh, do it i saw that yeah uh john smith is a very awesome guy he makes really great um uh what's the best way to put it what am i like what's the word i'm looking for um
1: I was going to say music, John Smith I know does music.
0: Oh, no. Um, um, He does really good story stuff with uh, the Warcaster miniatures and does games with it. And at Warfare Weekend, he's going to be running all the Warcaster events and doing the... The players get to determine the ending of his uh, stuff.
1: Cool.
0: Um, So they'll be playing at Warfare Weekend, the ending of his story. Yeah, he's a filthy casual type thing.
1: That's the way to be.
0: Yeah. So... Um, he's a really nice guy so we've been talking uh, Warcaster stuff so you get that also but there's like 50 billion things we've got two other War Machine Hordes podcasts underneath us now too um, Boker Brawl uh, they're talking about stuff Minority Report of course is still with us and the Trident True which is the Delaware uh, War Machine crowd which is doing really good community stuff by the way um, they're doing the community stuff really well uh, I should have asked one of them to come on tonight, but you know.
1: That much more interesting to me.
0: <laughs> but uh, they—they do—they've been doing—they've been doing some real stuff. They've been working the community just right, which I think is—I'm going to bring up what they've been doing. Um, and so, listen to their stuff too; they're really good. So, um, do we have any shout-outs this week?
1: Uh, didn't have time to keep track i i didn't i didn't but, when news got too depressing i just closed it and said fuck off something else <laughs> now.
0: i didn't notice any of them if anybody does notice any and we need to get the, it the last couple know. weeks
1: have sort of blurred together so i don't really know if it was which week it was
0: yeah i didn't think, see anything this week doesn't mean it wasn't so if we miss somebody let us know but we definitely wow. do we'll do a shout out to all of the people listening everybody taking care of themselves everybody watching out for others we appreciate you no matter what <laughs> No matter where you listen and how you listen, we appreciate it. Um, let's get down to the really the stuff that everybody everybody wants to know. This is like the hottest topic in the entire world. John, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, I have a Dr. Rum mixed with the new rum I bought, uh, Bumbu Bumbu rum. It's a uh, dark rum, very uh, sort of vanilla, caramel notes, and uh, a good a good funk to it. If you know, rum drinkers know what I mean by funk, uh, so we'll see how it goes mixed.
0: <laughs> uh i you talk
1: about that in media section cookie. Okay. uh
0: i am drinking uh remy martin um cognac tonight just oh. a little bit not a lot kind of keeping it you know on the down low a little bit uh type thing but for everybody out there we appreciate you listening no matter where you listen how you listen if you want catch us live or if you catch it on the audio or the video feed because some people watch us on youtube so cheers to you cheers That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. How was That's yours? It interesting.
1: was interesting. It's got a lot of flavors to unpack. <laughs> a lot of flavors to unpack.
0: <clears throat> okay. So we're not going to go to the paint cam tonight because all I'm working on is dry brushing these little haystacks. You really don't want to see that. So we're not going to even go to the paint cam tonight because I'm just going to be squirting some yellow paint. And this little thing, and then dry brushing these things. Big awesome paint style tonight.
1: Um, are you gonna finish with uh, like a, a bone white or something? I've seen all that a lot uh, researching things. They use that as the highest highlight a lot of times for a uh, for a yellow.
0: Yeah, well, I've got one done, and it and it's just fine because, like I said, these are just going on the board. And it's gonna be hard to see because they're small, and it's just you know. They're just to denote um, tall grass on a terrain feature.
1: So, So you joke with the Captain Music, but not everyone knows how to dry brush right.
0: Which, we had to actually talk about that this week. Um, we were talking about dry brushing, and I was like, ooh, this is a little too wet and a little too much paint. And so, we had a quick uh, dry brushing technique. Uh, with Missy, Because it's they... No shame in that.
1: No. I mean, there's a lot of techniques you pick up that you may not know the all the ins and outs of. But, uh, you know, it's okay.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, if you've never done it and you don't know what you're talking about, and I say dry brush, you're going to have to go like, what's dry brush? Ooh, tasty. Was it? It was. Was it? So... Uh, Let's get the the, the D&D stuff out of the way. Um, Wizard of the Coast had a big announcement. I skipped through all of the (laughs) Magic Gathering stuff. Don't care.
1: (laughs) No, no, there's important Magic Gathering stuff.
0: Uh, What was it? Uh, I skipped through it.
1: They're having Commander decks, which is their casual, quote-unquote, format for both 40K and for Doctor Who. Oh, okay. So apologies to everyone who loves those two things, and you may end up buying magic cards now. It's totally not my fault playing fucking Wizards of the Coast.
0: I saw something about Doctor Who, and I was like, oh, they must be making a...
1: I don't know why it took them so long to take every nerd's money.
0: Yeah. Type thing. Um, But they did have a huge, big announcement about D&D itself. Uh, right now there's one, one D&D. Um, which is, from my understanding, what I kind of listened to it a bit, it's kind of be like the end-all, be-all of all d d Maybe like a living document type thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, yeah. we, we, we all kind of look like, really? Are you sure? But that's what they look like they're trying to do.
1: Yeah, they're trying to update the rules again. Uh, they're actually, look, they're innovating again, which I shake my fucking head. Because, for fuck's sake, really, guys, I'm okay. back um it's all it's all just funny because i only see this through the the veil of twitter right now since i don't can't really listen to a video as easily as i can read stuff on twitter you know phone calls coming you have to stop a video where the fuck were you at one point last week it took me 30 minutes to listen to a three-minute song <laughs> Been there, done so that. i see through twitter and it's a lot of people who are just like you know they're, they're they're already bitching about it. The rules are even like they're fucking in playtest. they don't just bitching about it. Rather than actually getting on the playtest, providing feedback, they're just bitching about it. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. It's available and you can get in on it, get in on the playtest, provide feedback.
0: Correct. Because you can actually download their starting stuff that they're doing right now mm-hmm. um, and you can start talking about it and start looking at it and give them feedback. If a company says give them feedback, even if you don't think they're going to look at it, do it anyway. Because mm-hmm. then you can say, "I said my piece." Yep, and now I've it's got on it them.
1: Yeah, you say nothing; it's on you. You say yeah. nothing, just like Turn voting. Off with that
0: now. So, uh, from what I saw, there and someone had mentioned that they're kind of moving towards like Pathfinder anyway. Um, they're kind of taking up some of the good stuff
1: from Pathfinder. So, I actually heard some about that and actually everything they promoted that's new was actually in the playtest or at some point in D&D 5th edition. So, I'll say this like we do with movies and everything. You know, stop saying someone st- fucking stole from somebody who's taken mechanics from somebody. Fuck off with that. This shit happens independently. Everyone steals from each other with that shit. Yeah. Is and, okay unless
0: it's copyrighted. But you can't
1: copyright a game mechanic. You can Correct. copyright like they copyright tapping, but they can't copyright the whole the, you turn the card sideways to make an effect. They can't copyright that, but they can copyright the word "tap." Like, sure, okay, cool. Fuck off. We'll turn the card. We'll rotate the card. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Um. So, but yeah, don't don't worry about that. Like, yes, yeah, sir. So some of these things look sort of like Pathfinder too. But, again, also, apparently that stuff was in their early playtest documents for 5th edition. So, it's not like anything really as far as groundbreaking as far as mechanics. And I don't expect groundbreaking mechanics from D&D. No. I do expect them to take mechanics that have been used to good effect in other games and incorporate them into what they have. And we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Because, I mean, if you're going to make a game good and you're going to make it where it's more accessible for people to play, I'm all for it type thing. Whether I like it or not, if you're going to make it more accessible for people to play,
1: I don't care. Especially given their current, popul- their current popularity. Oh, yeah. A new edition makes people feel like they can jump in at the ground floor and be like, oh, I can get in. I'm on equal footing. You're really, really not, but I appreciate that you feel that way.
0: And that's, that's perfectly fine to feel that way too because, hey, everybody, if you're playing and you're having a good time,
1: Job's a good in my opinion. Legion, they'll never introduce the I know a guy rule. That's too freeform. <laughs> like, that should purely be house rules. And it's a wonderful house rule. But they need to keep themselves the mechanics. And what they need to do, because uh, the Jason and I talked about it. Not the Jason who role plays with me. That's Jason. The Jason talked to me about it. And we were talking about it. And you, really, with all of these rules are coming they have to decide where they want to be mechanically, what... Feel they want, and then they can make the true mechanics feel that way. Because the big thing right now is everyone's up in arms about ability scores, and everything's going to be based off ability scores and and stuff. You know, ability score plus d twenty roll. And like, oh, but how can the guy with eight strength roll twenty and succeed at something if the guy with twenty strength rolled a seven and failed? Like, well, fuck off. Those are numbers.
0: It's called random.
1: And, and also, if you're going to make you know twenties be auto success, guess what? They're fucking auto success. I don't care. Literally. As long as your player can explain it, he can fucking succeed. That's how it should be. Don't give me any willy nilly, you know, fucking crunchy rule bullshit of. But uh, he's so weak he couldn't bend bars. Well, who fucking cares? Maybe he found a way.
0: He wet down a rope. He wet down his shirt. peed on it like Jackie Chan and bent the bars and went with it. Who cares?
1: We talked about it in other frameworks. Like, how well can the computer programming guy who doesn't know computer programming, you know, succeed in a twenty? Well, maybe his one buddy, or maybe he watched a video on YouTube that tells him the exact way to do that exact one thing. He's like, oh, shit, I just watched a video on that this week. 20. Ah, success. Fuck off. Stop saying no start figuring out how to make it work.
0: Yeah. That 18 strength dude got a cramp.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That shit happens.
0: Yeah, that could be. (laughs) It's,
1: It's, I mean, it's, it brings out, this brings out, and we'll get bored of it in a second, brings out the worst in the fucking tabletop community because they just, they're just they so set in their ideas and they don't want to think about anything fucking else and they need to. Yeah. Um, So, I
0: mean, they're going through it and everybody should do it. You, you can download it for free. You can check it out. You know, put in your two cents because if you don't put in your two cents and you bitch about it, sorry, that's your
1: fault. I mean, I'm not going to put in my two cents and I'm going to bitch about it anyways, but I don't actually fucking care.
0: Yeah, but... I'll you're, play you're, it if
1: it's there. It's... it's Better to me.
0: Yeah. To you, this is not for, you know, like you, because you've got other game systems you like better. But I mean, this is definitely something that a larger population is going to look at. But, and you got I'm the all, stupid grognards that are going to be assholes. I'm about. always.
1: Yeah, with well, those guys. Fuck those guys. Yeah. I am I, I refer to that Dragon Ball Z meme with Frieza there, where he turns away and goes, I'm going to ignore that. That's how I feel about anything. If I don't like the rule, fuck off. We did that in 4th edition. 4th edition, any magic weapon, if you threw it, would come back. And I'm like, it's not a throwing weapon. No, fuck off, it lies on the ground. But, no, fuck off, it lies in the ground. <laughs> Do you want to change your action now on this new new information? And Bane is like, nah, just go over and pick it up. Like, okay, cool, but, like, it's not a throwing weapon. It ain't coming back to you. Sorry.
0: I didn't even know even that the no rules. I didn't play much 4th, but, but, okay, yeah, I could see.
1: Dude, if they they streamline stuff, you know how it is. Yeah. That was, like... <laughs> What are the few rules? I was like, no, that's fucking stupid. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> but, I mean, you gotta do that stuff. But yeah, to, if you're gonna play D&D a lot, you should download it. You should look at it. You should provide your feedback. You never know. Um, you might help spark their imagination in another direction. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna I must do? Be with honest, your time? It's, Regardless of what their commercials say, and I've seen some, it's not, it is never going to be the greatest role-playing game in the world because that is not its actual goal.
0: No.
1: It wishes to be the most popular and easy-to-access role-playing game in the world. It can absolutely succeed in those. And that is what they need to remember, and they should stick to their guns on that. People are always going to come out with better role-playing games, the mechanics that work better in whatever specific setting in there. But D and D has almost become a genre unto itself. We noticed that at playing our fantasy game, where, you know, we were thinking too much in D and D tropes, and you know, other games don't play that way. They need to get get used to that. So, so they I hope they have their their goals, and their their points of what they need to need to achieve, set out properly. And if so, it'll it'll be fine. Yeah. Like for all my complaints about fifth edition, fifth edition, I just upset that it wasn't. There was no innovation in it. It was all the same shit, just ba- throttled back to get try and get their people back. It is what it is. The funny thing is, this fourth edition wasn't even a failure. People say, "Oh, it failed." No, so they made a lot of money off it. They just didn't make as much money as they wanted to. <laughs> and this is like the reason why lost I also population think population to another to to another game. So like, which was also their own fucking fault.
0: Which is the reason why I laugh when they say this is going to be like the one edition. And I'm like, really?
1: Well, a living update, if you if you make a good enough, solid enough rules update. And I'll be honest, honestly, most of the D&D editions from, let's say, second-ish, late second edition on, were good enough to just put them online and just do small updates here or there. We need to change the way this works. Boom. There you go. You know, for all those people who tell you, well played First Edition d First Edition d is not good. No. You can have a hoot with it. Remember, every role play game, you can have a hoot with it. If you got the right people and the right GM, it's just going to be a fucking hoot. At that point, the rules don't even matter. You're just rolling dice and having a good time. You know, but these, these are going to be fine rules. You know? What was it? I saw someone like, everyone's coming out of the woodwork to shit on Watsy and promote their thing. Uh,. Trollord Games was out there with their uh, Castles and Crusades. Like, we've been doing this stuff since... Fuck off, your game sucks. I've played your game. It sucks. Sorry. I've never played it. So it's I trash. Know. It's it's D&D with add-ons. So I'm like, o- okay, sure. I mean, it's as fun as any other game that doesn't have great rules. <laughs> if you got good people, you got have a fucking hoot. If you don't, you can't retreat to the mechanics Though, to be fair, I think that's actually a bonus. Some games, you can retreat into the mechanics if you're not having as much fun playing, and you turn it into almost a war game, which is a mistake. I think you'd rather, I'd rather a player be like, no, this isn't for me, I'm out. I think that'd be a much more healthy reaction rather than retreating into mechanics. But that is a larger philosophical discussion that I may not want to get into right now. (laughs) Um, Let's
0: see, what else did they discuss? Uh, They're doing their own virtual tabletop. With the Unreal Engine, I heard that, um, which I think is cool because you can do car- character customization. Me personally, I would rather be sitting with my friends around a table, but I get where this is going. Um, this is not for everybody, but I could also see if it's done well enough that you could, you know, project this onto a table. Or, you know, I know guys, one of my guys at work, they have an LCD screen built into their table, mm-hmm. and they do it on that. And I'm like. What they showed was really cool. Um, one using the Unreal Engine is crazy um, type thing.
1: So oh, yeah. I
0: mean that would be cool. I mean it. They're they're competing with everybody out there. You know, you got you know Roll Twenty and all those others that are making you know decent ones, but they're about to put a three D Unreal Engine version out.
1: There's one thing they can do, I think, that would actually sell it more than anything else. What you got? The audio. If they have oh. the audio, like, tight, Yeah. then they can get people. Because that's the one thing that falls short in every other thing, is the audio isn't tight. Like, oh, we'll just use Skype. Oh, we'll just use Discord. Oh, we'll just use TeamSpeak. Well, at that point, why the fuck are yeah. we using the system, you know? Get the audio tight. That, that that can do more for them than anything else. It is the one major thing in every game that it makes me hard to play online games. Yeah. Because even in Discord, at a certain point, it like you almost sit down and go hear the rules because the audio isn't, isn't quite tight enough. Discord's close, really close. Probably the closest we have, but if you can get the audio tight, you can do it. If you can't, I don't think... I think you're just sort of making do.
0: See, so the thing is, I also think that if they get it done right and, you know, with all the customization, you could use it with any fantasy RPG then because you're allowed yeah. to make your own stuff and design. Yeah, but,
1: but if, like, they've got the character builder stuff, like, worked into it, cooked into it, really makes D&D a tempting option for that, no matter yeah. how much you may or may not. Like, even me, you're like, I don't really care about D&D. Like, but that's, like, it's a really tempting option.
0: Oh, Which fuck. I think they're going to have, you know, the character really, sheets my, built in so all you do is you roll a dice and you're done
1: my source books for D and, for D, and D or D, and D fifth edition i'm gonna have to buy D, and D fifth edition rule books just to have them just in case <laughs> or like always i'll just fucking convert them like i always do but yeah that's interesting um uh, look look
0: i thought that was really cool i mean yeah. one they have the money to do it yeah and they have the money to do it right just if they're going to do it or not it's going
1: to be yeah, the are they going to spend that money yeah
0: I hope so because that would be really cool. Because I could see using that, you know, if you have some friends and you're doing it, you know, on your home type thing. Because they're allowing character customization, so you can make your character look a certain way and update them. So that that's that's a good, neat little thing to do.
1: Yeah, I was wondering how much how much house rule stuff they have in there.
0: We, yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to, to, to see.
1: I, I as long as the accounts are all tied to like a DM, I think they can get it in there. Because yeah. that way, like, oh, I play in this DM's game, so he's got house rules, so I can just do what I want, and then he'll review my character or whatever. But, again, we're putting the the techie, crunchy bits before them actually fucking releasing it, so who cares? Yeah. Really-
0: well, they they do have D&D Beyond, and D&D Beyond does have that in there, and so since they bought D&D Beyond... Yeah, I remember they did that, yeah. Uh, They'll have that where it's all tied to a, a GM, because that's... I've done D&D Beyond, and it's all tied to the GM, to the, to the story, to, you know, whatever event. So seems really cool. seems like it could be in, um, what was the other thing? I did like that. They are redoing some of the artwork to include different, uh, type of people because people were saying, I've never seen myself in a video game, which
1: is cool. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it, it, you know, you really don't think about that until now.
1: Until you look at old Dragon Magazine covers and realize it's... Why is the chicks all scantily clad? Yeah. All of them.
0: And half nude.
1: I swear every sorceress was absolutely hot. Yeah. The hottest of hot. Like, wow. Being a sorceress must require 17 charisma. Fuck being a paladin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but... And that's a uh, nice thing to do.
1: It's good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other was uh, Dragonlance... They obviously announced Dragonlance. They showed the cover and the alternate cover, and I have opinions.
0: So I I was looking forward to this more than anything because I'm a huge Dragonlance fan, and I was hoping that this was going to be like a setting after the War of the Lance or, you know, a new setting because I read the first new book, and I thought that they may be going off of this new book, and they're not. Nope. This War of the Lance, or this, whatever, I can't remember what it's called, is set during the War of the Lance.
1: So, let me tell you my, my opinion on that before I go into opinions on covers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, much like Star Wars, the best setting for the game is during their major conflict covered in most of the media. Because everyone's intimately familiar with it. You know what's going on. You know what it is. Yeah. You have that in your head. You don't need to do excessive world building. Because the novels did it for you. And I've said. Much like in the Star Wars role playing game. The Rebellion era. You guys aren't going to be the best heroes. Because we know the best heroes. The companions. Uh, and But theirs doesn't mean you can't do things. Correct. Means you can't have your own goals and take care of them. And there's a whole continent of fighting going on. There's plenty of room for you guys to do stuff. Uh, and again, it's it's. I think there is some place for after war of the lance fighting because you know it calms down. They're still you know fighting, much like there's uh, the Mandalorian era for uh, Star Wars. But I think it's harder because there's not as much world built for that you put a lot more on the GM and the point of playing in a setting that's already created is the world building's already fucking done. You don't have to do it. That's why I'm paying my money. Not just because I love the setting because I also don't want to have to do the world building. I want it done and in the book ready to fucking go.
0: Yeah. Because I thought that they possibly would be going and doing whatever and I'll describe it when I read when I talk about the book I read. Um, they were going to go that route and it was just going to be like after the War of Lance. It's not. It's during the War of Lance and it's actually a module pretty much with the ability to create characters in Dragonlance. Well, they're doing a full source work. I mean, that's just the first thing coming out for it. And I mean, like I said, you can can take everything that's in there and go like, you know what? We're going to do 300 years past the War of Lance because we already know what, you know, X, Y, Z.
1: Sure, which if is you're good. Into that it is, but just remember the work you're gonna be doing in doing that. Correct. You were basically just shy of creating your own goddamn campaign at that point. Yeah,
0: you've so, you've got the fluff and you've got the characters, so now you have to do your own.
1: Yep. Which so is... interesting there. Uh, my big thing is just how fucking boring their artwork choices choices are. Like, think back to the Dragonlance Adventures book that came back. The Tannis holding the crown up and all that. That cover is fucking awesome, has that classic Dragonlance logo that is fucking iconic. Oh, yeah. The... And these new ones, just it's just Dragonlance and normal lettering, and I was like, that's boring as fuck. Some yeah. guy's riding on dragons, and all the artwork's fine. And then the alternate version is fucking Lord Soth, who is like fucking just like the Dragonlance version of Boba Fett. <laughs> like, yeah, he's cool and all, but he doesn't really fucking do much. I, I, I... He's like... He's beyond a tertiary character. He's cool, but he should—he's—he's he's not Darth Vader. Ain't I think Darth I think
0: he—I uh, think he had more lines than uh, Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, not many. You actually have to go to other books to have him have more. But
0: yeah, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> uh, well, Captain, he technically time travel exists in the Dragonlance universe? So sure.
0: She's she's referencing the book that I read.
1: Oh.
0: Okay. Because uh, she wanted a spoiler and I spoiled it for her.
1: I just think that uh, if you did so, uh, any attempt would come up short. Um, but I mean, I'm excited.
0: I'll definitely buy it because I'm a huge Dragonlance fan and I want to read on it and see what it is and blah, blah, blah.
1: I hate so. to say that I'm torn because of the cover, but I'm a little torn because of the cover. Yeah.
0: I won't be and doing the Lord Soth one, that's for sure.
1: Don't care as much as they used to. But I mean, people are up in arms, like, well, they don't understand. There's a female Islamia I'm like, shut the f- go fuck yourself. Like, I know officially there's no female Islamia but go fuck yourself with that shit. Take your fucking opinion on that shit and just get the fuck out of here. I don't even fucking care.
0: Which goes into the new book, by the way.
1: That's fine. I just, I just yeah. absolutely don't like. Great. So something written at the, you know, in the height of uh, misogyny in the. Uh, fantasy world uh, didn't allow for female men of slum, you know which be, which not saying that, that it was misogynistic at all. They actually had a lot of powerful female characters, impressed with that. Like, yeah, you know, n- no one fucking cares. Get the fuck out of here with not that anymore. shit. Yeah, not anymore. Push your glasses up, so get your nerd voice. Well, actually, and then just actually, fuck yourself out of here. <laughs> just Don't even care.
0: Yeah. Um, what? No. I blocked that
1: fucker. I moved on.
0: That's um.
1: Funny. We go through too much more news. We won't be able to talk about making community because it's already eight thirty-five.
0: We got one last thing. Um, a, th- a couple other things coming out. Um, Spelljammer did come out. Never been a
1: big Spelljammer fan, but uh, hey, I am helping a guy with his uh, a little bit with his uh, Spelljammer uh, rules. For nice. he doesn't like their space combat rules, so I'm just providing an exploded level. Like, hey, what about this? What about this? couple things to help him make his rules more complex, like he wants. I and mean, I'm mm. a fan of. Space combat game. So,
0: and then uh, Planescape will be coming out later, which I know yeah. there are a lot of fans of that. Uh, depending on how they do it, uh, and I, I hope
1: they enjoy the fuck out of it because I'm not a Planescape guy, but I hope they enjoy it.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, it was it was overall it was good because hey, anything that comes out for nerds and let people roleplay, for the most part, yeah, is good enough. Um. So let's get into another topic. Um, so community building so I saw your post about you helping someone and teaching someone how to play Malifaux which really nobody has really been doing anything at the game stores um, the only thing I really see being played uh, every once in a while at our local one I should say not just everyone at our local one is sometimes we have uh, 40k very little Age of Sigmar uh, and people are starting to come back out and of course, we're beta testing at the store uh, of Mark IV, and I've done demos of Conquest at the game store, so on and so forth. And I was like, "Wow, it's actually kind of weird going to the game store and playing a game." Because it would be for us too,
1: actually. It it it. I haven't done that in you know what? Two almost three years. We play in Marshall's basement, or we play here, or at someone's house, Petey's basement. Um, we don't actually play in the game store so much anymore, but. You know, not that we're unwilling to, it's just circumstances, let's say. You can keep it that, you
0: know? <laughs> But I think that's also something that if you're wanting to grow your community, you got to go where the community's at. If yep. it's just you and your buddies, yeah, you know, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with just you and your buddies playing a game in the basement type stuff. But if you want to grow the community or you want to see some growth or get new players,
1: you can't play in your basement. You got to go out.
0: You either go to conventions... Where other people play. I don't
1: think going to conventions to try and play a game is a good idea. You're going to get an event and be done. I think that's the worst idea.
0: Correct, but I mean you've got to go. As what I'm saying is, you've got to go out and willing, willing yes. to participate. Uh, your yes. best bet is to go to your game store and set up a table. Tell everybody, hey, I'm going to be playing this. I'm going to be doing demos. John and I are going to be doing Malafo. Would you like to learn how to play? Are you curious? Come out, let's see how this goes.
1: You should also work it out with the game store in advance because things that they need to know if you're running a game is, if they're low in stock, they'll be like, can we wait until we get a restock? You know, We don't want to make an extra restock necessarily for a game that's sort of maybe on the on the uh, up and down. Correct. Uh, but when we get a regular stock in, can we leverage that to that or can you run it again for that? Correct. You know, that's worth telling them so that way they can support you even a little bit. And don't don't expect them to don't expect them to give you anything. You got to do it for the love of the game.
0: Correct. This whole thing of oh, I need someone that's going to be here and I have to get rewarded for doing this demo, aka the old press ganger thing, while it was a great program and everything, you've got to be the press ganger now. Yep. That's just how it is.
1: Your reward is more people to play the game you love.
0: Yeah, and you get to play it more often. <laughs> yep. And that's what you're just going to have to do, because I mean, there's just even if a program gets brought back or a company has a program, Conquest does have a program where if you do demos and you know they're they've got their own little press gang stuff, and you get rewarded for it. If you're doing it for the reward, you're doing it for the wrong reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, Alvo still ha- weird still has uh, uh, the henchman program, but. I mean, our local henchman uh, doesn't play Malifaux anymore. He's just a full-time streamer. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, but it doesn't help us anymore. But I'm always willing to go out and help. You know, it's one of those things. If you got a group of buddies and, you know, someone's interested, you got a guy at work. Because uh, Marshall's one of his work buddies, I believe. Wanted to learn how to play Malifo, So, he said, hey, this weekend we're gonna I invited him over. We're going to play Malifaux. So, I'm like, all right, I'll got Malifaux stuff, put it in the car. Uh, not Brushhead, Dave came in. He actually did a lot more of the, the teaching. I did a lot more of the helping a little bit here and there. Uh, I mean, yeah, Marshall's a perfect. I grilled sausage and sausage this past game day. Yeah, chicken and sausages <laughs> was great. Absolutely great. But, but yeah, I mean, so he had a, he had him come over and all that. But, but that's the kind of thing you do. If someone has that, just have them. You don't even have to do the game store. Like if the game store is an option, it's a good option. But if you know somebody like, hey, you know, if you in the well enough, like, hey, just come over. We'll play some games, Be in a neutral place, wherever play a game and i'll teach you the rules you know you know be ready be ready for that and like and if you're going to be an ambassador of the game even if it's just on your own uh desire being an ambassador you should start looking into getting the painted forces to teach with i feel a little bad that my two-player starter set forces weren't painted but let's be honest i only really started hardcore painting i um, mean basically a little bit before the pandemic not too much before Actually, I guess it was plenty before the pandemic thinking about it, but but not enough that I had a ton of stuff painted.
0: So do you so. think you should be 100% expert, know all the rules of all the game before you do a demo or get people involved?
1: Uh, here's the greatest thing. You will never be 100% expert, know all the rules and everything. <laughs> it's not about knowing the information and anyone will tell you this. It's about knowing where to find the information. Knowing where to find the information is better than lay, wasting what limited memory space we have in this fucking meat hard drives. Meat hard drive, like that. To just rules. to know where to find it. Have an idea in the rule book where it is. And we had a couple times, I'm like, let me check the look. Uh, this, this, and this. Okay, cool. And then a couple times, David, I looked at her like, uh, sure, but we'll check the FAQs afterwards. Because sometimes there's some things where, you know, maybe the wording isn't perfect or anything. And we're used to that in all the games we play.
0: Yeah. I think if you're really, really passionate and you're like, I, I use this as an example. I don't know, but give me a minute and I'll look it up. Yep. is very, very important because it's a thing we did as a, as a teacher. It says, I'm not sure, but I will get back to you on that. Let's continue on.
1: <laughs> now, Marshall says, demo games are about telling a story and coming away with a fun memory. And it's nothing to do with dice. Correct. And not even just so much that we're playing Malifhoe and doesn't use dice, we're using cards. <laughs> but no, it's about the, the the it's about learning the rules, making sure if you like the feel of the game. That's the most important thing.
0: Get the quick and, mechanics. Yep. Cause like I said I've still never done Malafho, so I have no clue.
1: Uh, it's middle middle tier difficulty. Um it's just got a lot of stuff to it. Like, the basics of it are fine and easy, but this middle-tier difficulty uh, overall. So, not bad. I mean, I, the uh, the guy who's learning, uh, who a name I forget, of course, because I'm terrible like that. it has got to show up, like, multiple times where I remember. Um, He came away with the rules pretty quickly, you know, and... Know the audience you're teaching, you know? I say a lot of times, I, I once taught a son and father how to play War Machine with almost no materials, because we only had what they had in the two-player set, and I am sorry to say, that was not fucking enough to play the game. <laughs> like, my life was a little bit better, they still have printed materials, and that's not a dig on the two-player set, because the two-player set for War Machine and had materials, but... The cards from L4 are inherently uh dry race.
0: Oh so yeah. you yeah. can
1: mark damage dry race. Or they were using uh Marshall's just using dice. That works too. You know, you, you sit down and try your, your demo game. Much like a scenario you might run at a store for a role playing game, just sit down. And you know, it strikes me as very funny that I'm talking like we're a role playing gun. Con- podcast first when we're really not anyways uh <laughs> just like those scenarios you try out your demo game make sure you got the idea figure out which schemes and strats you should be using so you can teach them all the basic rules maybe you just start with a strategy i believe dave just started with a strategy teaching how to play the main strategy and then we'll add schemes later which is probably a good call because it's a lot every game is a lot oh yeah especially all brand 40k new? shoots and ladders bullshit what I mean, just shoot each other and go. Even before you came and you get into their scenarios and, and victory points, it can get a little more complicated. So keep that in mind. Understand the complicatedness. Figure out where the person's rules knowledge is, their game knowledge. What have they played? Have they played board games? Have they played role-playing games? Have they played other miniature games? What have they played? And this works for... Uh, role-playing games as well. Figure out where their knowledge is so you can make sure you're teaching them how to play. And if you get a bunch of new people for your role-playing game, whether it be at the store or at your house or wherever, make sure you're doing the first scenario easy. There should be combat in the first scenario. There should be role-playing in the first scenario. That way they can get a feel for what's going to go on. Try and do it whatever ratio you're going to do in the main campaign, if you know that. I don't ever fucking know. But if you have an idea, do that so they can feel what the ebb and flow of the games gonna be like, because you're not just teaching them, you're making sure they like what they see. Because remember, everyone's, everyone's putting time into this. You're putting time into it, they're putting time into it. You want to make sure you're actually enjoying your time. You know, there are some games where people just don't like. Cool, I understand. More power to you. You know, you want to play something else. That's all good. Find something you like and play it. But you want to demo it so they can see if there's something they're going to want to spend their limited free time on. And limited funds.
0: Yeah. Especially miniature gaming, because miniature gaming, you know.
1: What mini? It's not a cheap I'm hobby. Going to throw shade again. Well, as long as you're not playing 40k Age Sigmar, it ends up being okay.
0: <laughs> like but we were you're talking gonna...
1: earlier, they were talking earlier about the $200 starter set for War Machine Hordes. So it's not horrific. But it is an investment. It's a solid investment. It's not like you're spending 40, 50 bucks, maybe 70 bucks on a board game and boom and gone. It's three times that almost. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're looking at it, you know. Sell the game properly. You know, a lot of these games come with core box sets, they do fucking use that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, sure, you might want to use the Hulk and all sorts of cool stuff when you're teaching the Marvel Crisis Protocol, but do not. When you're teaching somebody, just bring out the ten guys that come in the box set. They actually have a, this is how you play Marvel Crisis Protocol in the fucking quick start guide. I don't want to call it a rule book because it's really not a fucking rule book. Rip, rule books. Uh, That tells you how to set it up and how to run it. Run that. This side set up. You get these guys, you get these guys. Do it. It's not about showing them the full magnitude of the game first off. You'll scare motherfuckers off all the time with that because these things get fucking complicated.
0: Yeah. Know your audience too. That's really, really important. If someone is brand new, if if you're trying to show, if John's trying to show me Malifaux, he's not going to talk about, you know, the really easy to understand stuff. I want the more complicated stuff. Type thing because I've been in miniature gaming. I know what it is. I'm like, show me what makes this game unique compared to everybody else. Type thing. But if it's someone brand new to miniature gaming, you're going to yes. want to make sure. And I hate to say the word dumb it down, but you want to you want to do it like you're talking to a
1: kindergartner. So, example in our games of Malifaux, uh El Marshall and Spencer played, uh, and they played Lady Justice for Victorious. Or beat stick versus beat sticks, so they they <laughs> beat stick it up. That's a perfect intro game. You don't need to know all the shenanigans and fuckery that can happen in Malifaux because the game is shenanigans and fuckery. I'm here to tell you, and uh, you don't have to worry about that because you're just beat sticking it. But then the next game, Dave and the other gentleman, they're playing, or uh, Spencer and the gentleman, Spencer's playing Victorias again because he wants to play. I was playing Molly, and Molly is sort of middle to high tier fuckery. So that teaches you how to do more. You know, you start thinking like, well, hey, she's got this ability. If I do the second, the same action twice in a row, I take damage. What can I do to mitigate that? And you start asking questions that then you can teach them what they can do next. Well, you can do this. You can do this. You don't have to attack twice. You have to take it differently. Uh, Spencer started putting things in a way. So it's like, okay, I'm behind your three-year giant Projectile vomiting necromantic <laughs> thing. Uh, so I can't see her. She can't see me. So that ability doesn't affect me. So murder time. You know, you, you've got to again play to the like you said, play to the audience. Know what it is. If they're if you think they're ready for the full shenanigans or fuckery of the game, bring it to them because they're going to want to see that. You know, War Machine of Hordes. I would always show throwing and stuff if I could in the demo game. So they could see that that's a thing that can happen in the game. Correct. Or I would tell people like, you know, hey, look, you can knock this guy down, then you can see me over it, and you can do shenanigans that way. You know, uh, you, you want to show off that thing that makes it special. Highlight it. Highlight it a bit, yeah. I think there's a new Malifaux two player set coming out, which I'll have to purchase because I think they, I think they do a good job of showing off some of the features of the game. So. But you've got to uh, <laughs> you got to be ready for that. Marshall says scenario, dear opponent, I've played justice. She likes to kill things with a great sword. This is where you come in. <laughs> it, it was bloody. That game was crazy. But you, you got to play for that. You got to know, and you got to ask somebody. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to play this game. Okay, what kind of games do you play? What games do you like? Figure out your Elevator pitch for the game, which should be a very short. If you're stuck in an elevator and want to sell the game to somebody, how you sell it? Yeah, I usually call Malifaux, Gangs of New York plus Cthulhu. That's yeah, and a little bit of steampunk in there. If you those uh, the steampunk gangs of New York plus Cthulhu people, that that's pretty much covers it. People like oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: And then you've got your elevator pitch. I mean, luckily Marvel Crisis Protocol doesn't need an elevator pitch.
0: No. You say Marvel, you're done.
1: Yeah, And actually, that's the one thing I figured out is why some people are flocking to Marvel because they don't have to go out of their way to learn, like, the lore of Marvel or the history. There's no extra stories to read. It's just fucking comic books and movies that they're probably already consuming. On a daily basis. Yeah. So. i make sure you mention that. Like, if you're playing a game like Marvel that has a uh, rich history and, and actual good stories um uh you know background put that in there mention some highlights and stuff like oh you're playing so and so who does such and such
0: give a little bit of fluff
1: a little bit of fluff in there you know or you know what Miles like oh that person's there you know mention how some of the games are living games some of the games aren't you know you know we mentioned multiple times we were doing though, how the big necromancer nicodem was actually killed by lady justice in one of their uh things and so like he's you can still play him. Like, it's not like, oh, you can't play him anymore. The Malifaux police will come over. But, like, in their big events, if they say it's, you know, if they don't say it's a dead man's chest event, then you can't play him.
0: Oh, that's, is that what that, that version yeah. is?
1: Oh, One of their it? guys is in jail. You know, some of the char- characters have changed factions because of you know their story and all. And yeah, that means that maybe I have a fully painted, very awesome looking model. that's not in a faction I play anymore, but that shit happens, unfortunately. (laughs) Better than Games Workshop, where I had a wonderfully painted and fully functioning, not a faction anymore.
0: Which one was that one? Uh, Dogs of War. Oh,
1: yeah. I had all of them. Yep. I do mean all of them. And I loved them. They were great. Anyways. Xander uh, Voices. I miss how you used to be able to kill your own guys and Machine of hordes and have that work before they said no. Yeah, I mean, but the big thing, Xander, uh, is they've decided they don't want to be the shenanigan game anymore. They're going to be more meat and potatoes. They are setting themselves up as similar to 40K, just less models. And it uh... not a bad idea, necessarily.
0: Yeah, uh, Mizzy asked me about that one time of, you know, why people were kind of complaining about that. And I was like, well, the shenanigans. And I gave Butcher 3 the example. Dog charges up, dog kills, dog does this. Then Butcher comes up, kills dog, and now his threat range is, you know, 32 inches instead of, you know,
1: 9. I mean, I had a, a game on record, on recording, where I charged Gorton to my own model to drop my feet because it absolutely fucked most of the force, most enemy force. Yeah. I mean, it almost worked my, I'm like, I took a chance. I mean, that was the game, and it's not that game anymore, which is fine, because honestly, I think we're beyond where that is. I think that was better when you couldn't pre-measure. Once you're able to pre-measure, all that fuckery and shenanigans became not nearly as good. You know, because now you just, you can measure everything out perfectly. (laughs) look i'm 11.1 inches away so now there is no possible way on god's green earth even with a push your guy cannot charge me you know uh we're no longer at that point where you're going to uh gotcha somebody push was the big gotcha you know all right i put rage on you know this this troll and this troll goes up and pushes the other troll forward an inch now he's in charge range fucking die you know, that happens in a lot of games. Yep. That's not what they want to be anymore, which is fair. That's been gone for a while with the measuring everything. everything. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, like War Machine, I'm not sure what... God, I hate to fucking say this. I don't even know what you would put forward as War Machine's big thing. Gonzo, what would you put forward as War Machine's big thing nowadays? It used to be the maneuvering game. Like, this is the game where how you face your models where you move your models is the most important thing. And I was just like, nah, not that fucking important.
0: Yeah, because line of sight, uh, in Mark IV, there's no arcs in any in it anymore. There's yeah,
1: no, um, no blocking people from, I mean. Yeah.
0: Let's see.
1: I would say... I don't know. That's That, sir, that's the problem. I would
0: say, if I was going to put a thing... They are still in beta, but a clean rule set has always been one of the things they tried to do. Um,
1: Okay, well, it's never been a clean rule set, ever. Better than 40k. (laughs) Actually, no. No, it actually has not been better than 40k. I can't stand 40k rule set. 40k, though, is so easy most most of 40k things it's all you know someone says something like no oh the the rules are permissive they tell you what you can do not what you can't do it doesn't say you can do it you can't do it it's a lot of people being assholes in 40k the rules are are generally not great but solid clean enough you know after an errata they're fine i mean they had the best tournament but that's just because of mountains of errata i don't i mean like i said that's the thing though a clean rule set isn't doesn't shouldn't be your selling point on a game you need to have something what is your game scenario play
0: uh. we haven't seen the new scenario so i can't i, I can't comment on that because they exactly. are redoing that uh, they're
1: Yeah, it might be but right now they're in a weird spot you know yeah. but they don't we're, really we're have. we're in it.
0: that phase where we're in between editions and that's always a weird phase to be in
1: well, it's like, because it used to be, we're the giant stompy robot game. Oh, yeah. cool. But, you know, 40K is like, we got knights. They're gianter and stompier. Like, well, that's true. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, a knight versus a warjack, I know which one I'd rather play with. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. That's a good thing. Before you play the game, you should you should be able to sell it on what it is. You know, Marvel Super Heroes, you want to play Super Heroes? Come on. Solid scenario play plus fun, you know, interactive terrain would be the big Marvel selling point, I think. You know, so, I mean, some of them sell themselves. I mean, honestly, at some point where you're a big IP, you sell yourself, don't you? Yeah, you don't
0: just say, hey, here's a miniature game with Marvel superheroes.
1: uh, Xander, we said earlier, like Mark Mark IV reminds you too much of 40K. Yeah, well, they're trying to be 40K but less models, it seems to me. That may not be true. Captain uh, Mizzy says, You're all killing your people like a bunch of assholes. I get it, but not my style. Captain <laughs> Mizzy, war is hell. War is hell. Sometimes you got to cap your own dude to win the win, win the war. And it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I mean, obviously, we could rant forever about community building, but this is the basics of figuring it is is make sure you know what you're selling. Have your elevator pitch down for what it's like. And then make sure you've tested what you're going to be playing them through so you know how it runs and make sure it runs smoothly to show off what you want to show off. Uh, And then be inclusive. Yes. Be inclusive. Always inclusive.
0: Do what you can with the store. Work with the store. See if you can set up events at the store, even if it's just quick demo events. Or fun days. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't, don't. Events don't... Is a whole other rant, but I'm not gonna full rant. Events don't have to be tournaments. We got no. to the point where events had to equal tournaments, and we need to make sure it's not there. Yeah, like guys, we're all getting
0: together and we're just doing nothing but getting together and playing games. Yep. And that's what it's meant to be. Yep. We're learning the old
1: uh, release events for War Machine Horrors for the for the books. Oh yeah. Silly and fun like that was better.
0: Was and people so got better. away from that too, in my opinion. I think that that yep. was
1: the the whole the whole country. It's not. Let us not blame any game. I cannot no, blame yeah. any game. It became tournaments were the way to get together and do things like no, there are better ways. I love that Marvel Crisis Protocol inherently they have the the big events the uh, for what they're called, uh, you know the multiplayer events where it's you versus one of the big bad guys.
0: Oh yeah, ultimate encounters.
1: Ultimate encounters. Yeah, you know yeah. Thanos, you know Ultron, whatever they have. Hulk. Hulk. It's funny because Hulk's the good guy in his. It's great.
0: Yeah, But I mean, yeah. They don't have to be tournaments. No. You're like, hey, we're all getting together so we can all learn how to play the game. or
1: Just so we can all have fun playing the game together. Yeah. Normally it's a two-player game. Now you've got three-player rules. Because that was one of the things that came up. Like, does Malifaux have three-player rules? Well, yes, they do. We've had plenty of three-player scenarios. Four-player scenarios. They're a little more crazy and shenanigan but interesting, interesting things to play.
0: Always like one of the things I always did was it was called Steamroller with a Twist. Pretty much, it was it ran like a steamroller how you paired people up in a tournament, but to win it wasn't whether you had the best win loss percentage, whether you had and you did all the objectives like you got so many points if you know you did two consecutive throws in a turn or um, Fugushi. whenever, yeah. The Food Machine. The Food Machine
1: was the best. The best. Yeah. Like, when someone's like, oh, how many tickets does it take to re-roll? Oh, I got one to re-roll. Oh, yeah, I play two to make you re-roll that. Or one to make you re-roll that. Oh, yeah, two to re-roll mine again. Oh, yeah? yeah. Just back and forth. Just just pile up tickets. It's great. At some point, it didn't become about what the game was about. It became, who was going to win this particular roll-off?
0: I mean, like, one of my... You can do that
1: with any game. Correct. You can do that with any game. Go find an old Food Machine roll packet and just steal it
0: yeah one of my things was is uh whenever the last guy of the unit died you gave a eulogy of of, uh your warcaster gave a eulogy to that unit (laughs) and you got points for it and i was like people are like okay like one of them was stupid if your warcaster got assassinated take a picture saying you know warcaster x let me down and post it onto social media You know, and it you know, and you got points for that, and it's meant to just be fun and have a good time, and and also it it also teaches you how to play the rules too, because how do I do a throw? Well, this will tell you how to do a throw.
1: Yep. Type. We should probably get the media because I know we got a bunch. Oh dang! It's
0: actually eight oh one. See, let's get to the media section.
1: It's actually nine oh one.
0: Depending on what part of the world you're in. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, guys, what it really comes down to is reach out to those people, find people that are interested, get together, do what you can, and just have a good time. Yes. Have a good time. Teach them the rules. Bring them in because you'd never want to exclude somebody that wants to be part of your
1: community. Right, they're a dick, they're different story. An asshole or a Nazi, fuck those people.
0: Yeah. But if it's just random Joe, that's just like, hey, I want to kind of, this looks cool. I want to play this. And if I find out that, you know, you didn't, you know, they didn't play because someone was a, you know, we play only big, you know, tournament player stuff and everything. You're ruining the community. We need more. Even we need Tom Cruise. cookie. Even,
1: yeah, even Tom Cruise.
0: Even Tom Cruise. Um. So, I bet he'd
1: be a hoot to play with.
0: I think Robin Williams would have been the best person to play against because you know that motherfucker would have made sound effects
1: Yeah, as he but was playing. Tom, Tom Cruise was one of those guys who could pay to, someone to paint his models, but no, he's going to learn every painting technique to paint the models himself, the perfect possible <laughs> way. You think about, like, while well, Tom Cruise, you painted a great army. Uh, 40k is a DD of miniature gaming War machine is shadow run, tiny, version of popularity, sales, and players is most successful when it was its own thing and doesn't try to compare itself to the top game. Wow, that is absolute truth from El Marshall. <laughs> All right, media section. Uh, Gonzo, let's start with She Hulk since you both watched that. Uh, so we did. Um,
0: spoiler review or non spoiler? Non
1: spoiler. I mean, it's. Non spoiler. I enjoyed it. It was
0: good. I did too. Um, I, 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 was, I was waiting for it to suck type thing but it was fun yeah it, it was nothing you know to wrap. i'm glad i got to see you know hulk again mm-hmm. and mark ruffalo he's uh fun he's a good hulk
1: yeah i i'm interested to see where it goes it was it was the right mix of light-hearted so far Maybe but it's a supposed X-Y to be hearted, but it's supposed to be so i was good with it
0: yeah I, i've never read the she Hulk comics but i heard that it really brought yeah, the she Hulk
1: comic was always you know third Third uh, wall breaking and, and a little silly at points. So, yeah, yeah.
0: That it did do that, but I mean, it had good comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Ha- had good story. Um, had good lines to it. It was mm-hmm. fun. The Indian credits. a scene. little.
1: She's a good little. Uh, ranch mini rant at, at one point that people are getting upset about, but those people can go fuck themselves.
0: Yeah, the whole anger issue. One we—that's talk- one we're talking about.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great, great line, and not oh, true.
0: Yeah, very, very well-written thing. Yes. Um, special effects were good. No yeah. issue there. Um,
1: if there were any breakdowns, I didn't notice them, but I'm yeah. not staring at them for the best special effects in the history of special effects. No,
0: I'm not worried about We had about Avatar it. coming
1: out for that, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, You know what's funny, uh, Xander? You're talking about, is it going to be Ally McBeal? You know, that's, that was an elevator pitch. It was Hulk meets Ally McBeal, but I didn't see... In this episode, I didn't see Ali McBeal. I saw Hulk beginning storyline.
1: Yeah. Um, Cookie Mandius. Yes, it was better than Robot Jocks. Yes. No, that was not a hard bar to clear. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed, enjoyed the it. Out of it. Look forward to watching the rest of it.
0: The, the after credit scene was very funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, it was a hoot.
0: I wasn't expecting it, but good. Because it does, it does hits on some things, but I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the next episode. It's going to come out next Thursday. See how it goes. Uh, I'm kind of curious on bad guys and stuff. I mean, Wong is in this, so how can you go wrong with Wong?
1: Wow, really? <laughs> so you're saying the only right way is wrong?
0: The only right way is wrong. <laughs> Yes, we are getting Daredevil also with his yep. yellow outfit, which we're gonna we're gonna find out why I guess.
1: Yeah. That's and cool. she Before they get to his series, because they're doing more for him, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, enjoyable. We'll see it again. Uh, yeah. Where do we go next, Gonzo?
0: You can go with yours. Go with yours.
1: Uh, mine. I finished season five of The Expanse finally.
0: Finally, so you're gonna give it an overall rating now?
1: An overall rating. I mean, finally, I watched it all this week. I, mean, I had not started it before, just hadn't had the chance. <laughs> um, the Expanse continues to be one of my favorite series. Um, I was a little put out at the end of season four because the killed off a character I very much liked, which is you know just speaks to how good the series is because the season before he was an antagonist rather than a protagonist. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to the main villain, who I don't necessarily like, actually actively hate. Um, looking forward to him getting murdered at some point in, see, in the next season. <laughs> I have people I know I want to murder him. I don't know if it will be them. Uh, but, no, I enjoyed it. It's good quality as all. I think if any flaws, I know they had to get rid of the pilot because the actor did very, very terrible things.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Allegedly or, oh, yeah, he had some or accused of or convicted of. I forget which it is. Uh, terrible things he did, so they had to get rid of him, which is why he went out so abruptly. Huh. I didn't know that. Uh, I think they worked it in well enough to the series. I mean, they were mentioning it, so I was like, oh, shit. I think the only thing, the only downside I'd give to it is maybe they belabored the point with Naomi on her own trying to do stuff. It was very difficult to watch her just continually there in terrible shape and constantly failing and all. It was a little bit of a downer. I think probably I would not have done it that way. I would have been more circumspect, trying to keep it because it was already a down season. Like, you know, the Andrews characters, even antagonist characters who you like who get off, and you're like, oh, fuck, I kind of like that guy, though. Uh, so I think that may be the only negative I have for it. I give it four, or give it, sorry, the other way around one, <laughs> one space herpy. I was say, I thought you said it was good, John. <laughs> Give it one space, be Very much enjoyed it. Looking forward to next season. I don't know when I'm gonna get to watch it, even though it's already out. Um, I just happened to have the opportunity to watch that all within a week, so I did. Gotcha. Um, I've,
0: my first one is we're gonna go with Dragonlance. I finished Dragons of Deceit, which is a new Dragonlance book by uh, Margaret Weis and Tracy Hickman. Uh, it is a story of a girl that is the daughter of a of Mm-hmm. Um, and her father dies with Sturm and she loses her estate and everything. Cause of course she's not a male heir, so she loses everything and she's not a knight of Salamnia, So she's going to try to travel back in time to save him from getting killed with Sturm.
1: Oh God, it's that one. So he had the three knights he met in, um, Tarsus. That go with him. I remember one dies, quote unquote, off camera.
0: Yeah, and so
1: uh, that's actually I think it's handled in one of the short stories in one of the two tale, one of the three tales books. Yeah.
0: Well, so she tries to get the time journeying device from Taz, and of course Taz says, "Well, you have to say a certain thing, and you have to do it a certain way." And of course she goes, well, "I want to go back to." the high tower is like, no, I'm going to take you to my friends and I'm going to go to the night of the inn, Uh, I go to the night that they all met at the inn, And of course, Taz takes them to everything. And of course it fucks up the entire timeline.
1: Wait, hold on. Taz gets involved and shit gets fucked up. My shock face. Yeah.
0: Taz is, uh, is one of the characters in it and he's pretty prevalent in it too. Um, cause this is pretty much right after the war of the Lance when all this happens. Um, I don't know.
1: Probably not as great. Probably not as great.
0: Um, so the book the book starts off kind of slow and kind of, you know, okay, let's get to the story. Let's get to it. We know what's going to happen. We know she's got to get the time journeying device and go back in time. But once it starts doing that, it gets really, really good and a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because, you know, some people don't want to be spoiled on it. Um, but it does get into a lot of fun. And... I thought that the new edition where they were going to like retcon everything that happened after the war of the Lance, um, you know, do a, you know,
1: well, they may still, st- but... star
0: Wars legends and they may still, because we don't know everything because the story book, the book that's in the, that's coming out is what's going to be happening in the book. That battle sounds like what's going to be happening in the book.
1: Dragonlance has a lot in common with Star Wars Legends novels. Yes. is that the quality of novels varied really fucking greatly.
0: Yeah. You had some really good ones. And you were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But uh, they do go back in time and, you know, they fuck with the timeline. And, of course, you fuck with the timeline and it fucks with the present. And so that's where it's going. Um, Taz is in it. Sturm, Raceland, everybody. You know, all, all the characters are in it. They're not the main characters, but they are part of the story was it a good book i would say the first half i would probably give it like a meh like a two and a half but once they started getting into the time traveling and getting everybody moving it was fun and i'd give it like a one so overall one and a half maybe um i'm sure it's going to be another year or so before the second book comes out but hopefully it comes out quick because uh i want to know what's coming on but i think they probably have something going on with wizards about the release date based. And it's going to be waste with the product. I think possibly, I don't know. I want to see, I want to know where it goes and what happens because either a, they're going to reset the timeline of what happens or they're going to retcon what happens. Possible. Yeah. Cookie. I did read the ones with the kids and this would take all those books and make them disappear.
1: Yeah, I haven't read that one, but I heard about that one, and that was I think a really poor choice. But
0: they they could Star Wars legend this, all those old books and reset after what happens after war, after the War of the Lance, in my opinion. So we never don't know. But overall, it wasn't a bad book uh listen on audio it was only like 12 hours on audio so it wasn't bad
1: Fair enough, i'm I'm still reading dragonlance myself but i haven't had a lot of time this past week because you get off work at 8 PM. you're like trying to play some video games and then it's like go from all right finish the mission oh i gotta go to bed <laughs>
0: yeah. so all right john what's your next one
1: i also finished halo oh damn you were busy uh I I didn't have that many episodes. I was like easily halfway through and I liked Halo. Um, I thought some of the plot points were see-through points, but I think that's more of them just being tried and true tropes than anything. Uh, I don't feel like anything was out of character for anyone. I mean, people complain about Master Chief being out of character, but the fucking Master Chief didn't have a fucking character. That's sort of the point. <laughs> no, he, well, so he he really didn't have a character. Thing is He's not supposed to. He's supposed to be Mashed Badass, so that when you're playing the game, you can be, I am this Mashed Badass. Yeah, That's why Boba Fett was popular. That's why Snake Eyes is popular, because they're Mashed. You can easily put yourself in that Persona. <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. I like where they're going with it. I like they're not just telling the Halo story again. I still think the Covenant guys look a little weird. They remind me too much of Skeksis for some reason. <laughs> it's a little off-putting. But yeah. I I liked where it went. I'm interested to see where it goes. I mean, they have a second season already. Uh there was a point in the middle of it where I was like, man, the B plot with uh the uh the girl on the planet and uh his old buddy was much more interesting, but then they came back to the A-plot, and the A-plot just took off running. I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah. But I'm interested to see where the B-plot goes as well.
0: well. I mean, it did get renewed, so we'll yeah. get at least one more season of it.
1: Uh, I thought it was good quality. I know people bitched about it, but it wasn't going to be your video game ever. It's, no. It's okay. And, and you have to realize that it is better to take a property and tell it in a different manner, as in a million retellings of Batman. You know, it's easy to go, hey, this Batman isn't Batman. They're just telling a new it's like Hercules. It's like a new myth based off Hercules. These are the new mythology. It's okay to tell them in a different way. Yeah. That's where remakes should be. You know, the shot for shot remakes aren't good. The remakes in like for all of its flaws, at least the Batman was a different sort of telling of Batman. So, you know, that kind of thing. So, but I liked it. I will give it also. I'm going to give it like between one and one and a half space for a piece because I felt like there were some minor pacing issues, but that might have just been that I stopped in the middle of it and had to come back in. So, in okay. area, it is good quality. It's another reason that Paramount Plus is almost a must get. Much I hate to say it for something like that, they just have a lot of good quality. Oh, yeah. They're hitting out of the park. I mean, shit, like, even if you just watch Strange Dude Worlds and Halo, is still like practically worth it there, and then you get fucking. Discovery on top of that, and then I guess Lower Decks, but Lower Decks hasn't really interested me.
0: Yeah, it's more of a comedy, silly, stupid you know, shit.
1: Yeah, Marshall, I agree. Halo is wondering when you switched to Spartan John with John Spartan. That went to my head a multiple times. I'm like, I know you... Ah, it makes my head break. <laughs> you no, know, very much enjoyed it. Looking forward to the, the next season of it.
0: Um... You know so, the we have the final episode of Evil. Evil is a show on um, Paramount Us, plus also. Uh, it is the story of... And it, and I really like this show because the character is really good. Uh, you have a priest, psychiatrist, and a non-believer, pretty much. And they go Do they around. walk into a bar? They all walk into a bar all the time. And then they bump their nose and they hurt themselves. And then they got to rub it and, you know, make sure they're okay. I um, rolled with that. Thank you. <laughs> but... They have to find out if, like, everything that happens to these people is really supernatural or, you know, is it this or this or is it, you know, gas pockets or gas leaks or, you know, just whatever. And Wait, so it's
1: like X-Files?
0: It is very much like an X-Files. Uh A modern-day, like, X-Files. And I love this show. This show is great. Uh The characters are unbelievable. Um, It's a lot of fun. Um... I think we're on like three seasons of it so far. I hope it gets a fourth. Um, Because the female lead, she's got like four kids. And it's great when these kids come into the scene. Because it's four teenage girls. I would say preteen to teen. And they walk in the room and they all talk at the same time. And they're all talking, trying to talk over each other. And the mother's like, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Type thing. But I mean it's got really good story, really good acting. Um, a lot of cool things are happening, but it also kind of goes, is this really supernatural or is this, you know, reality? And it's, it's skirting that line in this a way. Old I
1: would yeah. have gotten away for it too. If it wasn't for you <laughs> pesky kids.
0: Um, and so it's skating that line because there's, a, there's a section where this, you know, this character has supernatural powers and it's shown, you know, that she does. And then there got, you know, Scooby Dooing scenes, you know, type thing, but I'm enjoying the shit out of this show. I every Sunday, last se- last episode was last Sunday, and legit love it. Um, hopefully, get a season four out of it. Um, I, I give it probably half a space RP just because there's like some ep- there's like a one or two episodes that are just like cool, but you know, let's let, let's get to the fucking monkey type thing
1: to the fucking monkey is important.
0: So, uh, other than that, John, what you got?
1: I don't know if I watched anything other than that. I mean, I watched an episode of Warrior because I'm trying to finish that off or at least season Such one and season, season two.
0: Such a great series.
1: Uh, enjoying, enjoying it. Um, it's definitely interesting. Um, I also need to finish The Witcher, season mm-hmm. one. I'm trying to finish off the stuff I started and then I'll go into something like, uh, and I, I really hate them for making so episodes so fucking long, uh, Stranger Things because... Yeah. It's easier for me to gain the 45, 50 minutes for an episode than to get like an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. Correct. You're just like, oh, crap. Doubly focused on Netflix. I've watch Netflix downstairs on the TV, so there's only certain times I can do it. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason why I haven't also why I haven't finished Witcher, why I'm doing Warrior instead. But I'm enjoying Warrior very much. I look forward to continuing it. Uh, and then I also know I want to watch Daredevils on my list. I need to watch that before, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I'll get it all done before. I mean, I won't unless fucking catastrophes happen. I won't get it done uh, before he shows up in she but I'm gonna go start it off. Yeah. But I kind of want—I want to finish things. If soon things started, I need to finish them. <laughs> you know, it's okay if I like watch like an episode or two or something. Like, yeah, every once in a while, I just watch an episode of some series, like the first episode of something. Like, I remember like months ago, I watched the first episode of the MacGyver new series on on whatever it was on, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, not gonna watch anymore. <laughs> you know, Bane are watching and he finished NCIS, which apparently went crazy. Weird seeing Gibbs super old, but I haven't watched any movies. I do want to see bullet train, but I haven't had a chance to get out for that. So it's just so hard. These last two weeks have been just fucking hell at yeah. work. So I don't know.
0: You need something that you can watch in 30 minutes and be good.
1: Yeah. I just need something I can, you know, cause I need the other time to decompress. Correct. You can't always decompress a series. Sometimes that's why I like some of those series. I say I don't feel like I like what they did is because they're too heavy, and after work you don't want something heavy. You need uh, popcorn. Yeah,
0: turn your brain off.
1: You know that's why people watch sitcoms. Honestly, it's their popcorn. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Still trying to finish through Dragonlance, finish Chronicles. I'm started through. uh, Sorry, through dragons of autumn twilight i'm in the second book dragons of winter whatever the fuck winter night sure you say so <laughs> it's different when you're watching the chronicles i love i told you but i realized i wasn't getting done with this in enough time to really give my co my coworker worker a chance to read them so i just bought a trilogy for her on amazon so i'm like here just read them
0: yeah
1: Go. tell me your favorite characters and why it's tass yep <laughs> pretty much
0: um, um, let's see. What else did I watch? i um, checking my list. Everything? Um, so I watched Lightyear, which is the new Disney. Oh, the Buzz Lightyear one. The Buzz Lightyear.
1: Which I hear is just marketed poorly.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was okay. I'm just like, eh, it's all right. It just gives my me meh rating. It was just okay. Wasn't anything great? Wasn't anything awesome? I mean, it was better than a poke in the eye with a stick, you know, type. I thing. mean,
1: most things are Yeah. Except cats.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it gets my two and a half. It's, it was okay. Um,
1: did I mention they made a, made a sequel to Atlantic Rim? Yes. What fuck does that happen?
0: <laughs> um, one thing I'm trying to get through right now is the Orville. Uh,
1: I and just, they moved it to
0: uh, Disney+. Plus.
1: Yep. Yeah, I still can't muster the give a shit.
0: I, I can't either.
1: Like, uh, if Star Trek wasn't out and good, I could see it hitting that mark. Because that was sort of the thing about uh, Galaxy Quest. Star Trek was in a lull. Yep. It was a perfect time. And, and honestly, they just fucking hit all the marks that movie, of course. Yep. So it came out at a time where it was refreshing. But the Orville like... It, Since it came out, Star Trek's actually out and good. Like, really fucking good.
0: Yeah, and and, and I feel bad uh, for Seth MacFarlane, because this is what he wanted the Orville to be to begin with, uh, was a serious Star Trek-esque type TV series. And I just can't give a crap. I'm watching uh,
1: it, I'm like, you know what? It's funny, because I'm more likely to give a crap, because I saw clips of this comedy... I've seen some clips of some clips of comedy. I'm like, Oh fuck that. I would not watch that series. But then we all know my comedy is.
0: Yeah. You're pretty strict on it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's strict. It's just that I'd rather have comedy in the midst of something more serious rather than just comedy. Yeah. Uh, And I've seen some serious ones. The serious ones seem much more interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I, 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 am watching it and I'm like, man, I really wish this wasn't a series, a serious show now because I miss the comedy. Because the comedy was good in the first season. And I'm like, I, I get that he's trying to be a more serious TV show, but Star Trek just does it so much better.
1: And yeah, you, you again, can't compete. Like, I, if you, Star Trek wasn't out and doing great, in my opinion, it'd be better.
0: Yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay. You know. And I, and I, I'm, I'm going to try to finish it out to give a full rating on it and everything because i mean it's it's not bad there's nothing you know inherently wrong with it it's just i, I kind of find it hard to take it serious in my opinion when you're,
1: when you're fully serious you're becoming discount star trek
0: yeah and that's pretty so much trek kind of star trek is
1: it. serious first comedy second yes because what uh stranger world was yeah like the pirate episode was probably their funniest episode yeah. and you know they the joke for women well, is a little little heavy on the jokes at some points in that, but enjoyable.
0: Yeah. See, I was, I've, I've heard that the ending is really good because this could be possibly the end of the series. Um, yeah. But I'm just it like, oh.
1: like we came back to that thing. Like, I feel like it's outlived its spot. Yeah. You know, that'd be something like, again, you know, it's easy to come up with a quasi parody of something when the, whatever it is, isn't, isn't out there doing good stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, eh, I could I could do watch everything else but there's not really much out there right now to watch. Um nope. we're in a lull. The only thing that like House of the Dragons, Game of Thrones House of the Dragons starts tonight and I'll start watching that, but I don't have high hopes for it because fucking Game of Thrones. Right. But I'll give it a shot.
1: How, how the Mighty Have Fallen. Yeah.
0: That last season last few well, episodes it happens
1: when you get past the what the author has written have to go make your own shit up
0: yep so I'll, I'll i'll give it a chance i mean they're they're not putting out the entire series at once they're doing an episode at a time so it's okay and i can get through it
1: i i actually prefer that because it yeah, yeah. means that i can keep up with it because otherwise i mean you end up like i like they released all of the strange things the first half i'm like no way i can't watch all of that at once and still <laughs> have fucking time come on oh christ what, what are you doing and and it's mental, like, if it all comes out, you're like, well, fuck, I can't do that. Yeah. Or if one comes at a time, like, I can keep up with one a week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can set. You can set, set it up. All right, it's Thursday. Time to watch X Y Z. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm to just sit there with uh, you know, Banyan when I wanna get home. I'm like, all right, let's watch She-Hulk because it's dinner time.
0: Yeah, because like my Thursdays, it's She-Hulk now, Harley, on HBO Max, and Primal on HBO Max. So I mean. That's where I'm at with that. But
1: I forget the HMX has all the all the D C stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: I <laughs> forget me, I don't care.
0: <laughs> um, the other thing that I watched and it was kinda of just kinda of silly was the I am Groot show. Uh which yeah, I, is just, I heard
1: it was it was funny and fun and silly, but I just don't have the time yeah. for that shit.
0: They're five minute episodes. You could watch the entire episode all the episodes in like thirty minutes if that. And I mean, it's just okay. You know. I would have preferred a, a group cartoon series with, you know, whatever, but I get it. This is kind of where they're going with shorts, because they did that with Baymax. Well, it's Baymax. like those,
1: uh, didn't they do it with the, uh, with R2, too? Didn't they do little droid shorts for Star Wars? Yeah,
0: and they did. I mean, it's okay. I mean, yeah. nothing wrong with it. I'm just like, okay, there's 30 minutes to my day, it's, and I've watched the entire it's series.
1: It's new content. It's all good. Yeah. I think it's the first thing. good.
0: But other than that... But there's not really a lot of stuff coming out anytime soon that I'm just really looking forward to watching. Um, Andor? And, and andor's coming out. That's
1: about the I think that's about the and, next And I hope they wait until She Hulk is done. They need to realize that in order for maximum desire to watch all this stuff, they need to make sure they don't put two out at the same time. Correct. You can't you can't support that anymore.
0: Now have one lead into the other, which is okay.
1: Maybe give a week or two off between hand. Oh, yeah. It says, uh, the of Game of Sandman came out on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. I think you already reviewed that.
0: I've watched it twice. Uh, and I've wow. already reviewed it. It's a uh, zero for me. I mean, that, that's. So,
1: apparently I need to find a way to watch Prey.
0: Um, I can get you okay. a way to watch Prey as long as you do it on a laptop. I don't
1: have a laptop I can watch on.
0: Yeah, because Hulu has an issue where you can't watch it on TVs.
1: Oh, I mean, if you mean a computer, not just a laptop. There are other types of computers out there, sir.
0: Well, the thing is, is it it registers like PCs as a TV type thing. So I don't know. I've tested that out. Wow. So. Yeah, Hulu.
1: That Hulu can go fuck itself.
0: Yeah. They they have like some weird. I don't coding. need to watch
1: it that much. They can yeah. go fuck themselves. No, nope. I don't, I don't oh. know if, it, if,
0: if if a computer works, but I know a smart TV does not work.
1: Well, I wouldn't watch a smart TV. I'd watch yeah. it on a computer.
0: We may have to but. test that out so you can watch it. Because yes, I did watch Prey and I liked
1: it. That, I've heard only good things. Yeah. I've heard. Uh, now, granted, the guy is a, he's an artist for BattleTech and other things that uh, and he really loves Predator, and he actually. Thinks Predator Two is the second best Predator movie, which I'm like, all right, more priority, sir. <laughs> I feel like it's underrated, wouldn't call it second best, but he loves like loves it like those. So I'm like, that's cool. Uh,
0: I thought it, I thought it was really cool, and I also thought it was extremely fucking cool that they recorded it all in Comanche also. Yeah. And I thought that was legit cool. Kathleen
1: says laptops and other devices work, smart TVs do not. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't put it, even if I did TV, it'd be through my Amazon uh, Fire, but I'm not going to put it through that because it's not my login. (laughs) So. It's like how I have HBO Max. It's not my login, so it's only on my computer. So, I mean, I'll I'll probably get you that then, because that's. Because, yes, I want to watch that. I've only seen Dune. I haven't seen Dune. Just, it's easier to get time one at a time for an episode here or there or something to get enough time to watch a whole fucking movie.
0: Yeah, three hour movie for Dune is kind of a thing.
1: So no streaming helps that a lot. And I do not know when I will start streaming again. Maybe <laughs> next week. Maybe sometime this week. I don't fucking know. Just need the free time to have time for myself. Yeah. But what else? Is... I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, and that's good because it's about time. It is about time. Jang, we actually kinda got that right, just about right. Guys, we right appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you listening. Um Thanks. Legionnaires. We always miss John. John's the best John. Am I? You are Goodbye. the best, John. Who can we send y'all off to? Um, uh,
1: Ricky's not a ferret.
0: Ricky's not a ferret's going to be doing some Valorant.
1: I have no clue what that is. So it's we can uh, all, FPS. Gotcha. Good night nice to Ricky. He also <laughs> likes to play Malifaux.
0: All right. So, guys, we're going to send you off to Ricky's well, he not totally a ferret. Is a
1: ferret. He's yeah. totally a ferret. So, yeah, so make Ricky sure you tell, him,
0: tell him, that. him that he is a ferret. More than Dice said so. More than Dice said he is a ferret. So, guys, please take care of yourself. Please watch after each other. If you see something going wrong, say something, do something. If you are afraid to, find somebody that will, because I'm sure there will be somebody that will do.
1: Well, it takes for evil triumphs triumph is for good people to do nothing.
0: Correct. So, for More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night. Good
1: night.
0: Make sure you tell him he's a ferret.
1: Totally a ferret.
0: He's a ferret. Say, totally, you're a ferret. Totally fair. 100% totally fair. 100% fair.